Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest, and she's going to introduce herself. Hello, everyone. My name is Kelsey Farmer, and I am so incredibly blessed to be your Miss North Carolina Collegiate America 2022. I'm from the great city of Fayetteville, North Carolina, and I currently stay in Raleigh as I'm attending school at North Carolina State University. Go Pack! And I'm studying biological sciences with two minors in both nutrition and sports science. And my personal platform is LIVE, which stands for Life is Valuable Every Day, and it's mental health focused. I educate both students, parents, and adults all about how to take care of themselves from a mental health aspect and to how to prevent mental health crises and what to do if you notice someone is struggling with their mental health. That is so amazing, Kelsey. Well, I'm so glad that we can sit down and record this episode. We had the chance to hang out a couple weeks ago at a pageant and actually judge. We got to judge the first ever Miss East Lincoln High School pageant. So that was so fun. And just getting to know you on a deeper level other than just seeing you win a pageant. And that's what we're kind of here to talk about. So I was actually at your crowning moment for Miss North Carolina Collegiate. And that was super exciting. Such a great weekend that Miss Crystal and and candy put on for you guys. And of course, y'all have had lots and lots and lots of fun since then. So let's kind of throw it back a little bit to when you were crowned and what it felt like, because this is, you know, what we're here for. We want to hear about that crowning moment. So tell us the listeners a little more. My crowning moment, I would definitely say was very surreal. I just remember in that moment, I think I kind of blanked out for a second. And then I kind of like, drew back in and was like, wait a second, did they just say my name? Like, am I hearing things correctly? And then my legs, I just remember my legs trembling and shaking. I was like, Kelsey, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. And it was just a really surreal moment. I won't ever forget how I felt in that moment. That's amazing. So, you know, going off of winning that pageant, you are now gearing up to do nationals in just a few weeks. So I know we talked about before this podcast a little you know, few things that you're going to be throwing on and spicing up social media before you get there. But before you got there, what have you been doing to prepare through the Brave platform as well as your own initiative, Live? Well, one of my favorite things to do with the Brave platform is do wrinkled heart speeches. And I am definitely a visual learner. So the wrinkled heart speeches are something that I feel like I would be able to learn from the best because it kind of allows both auditory learners and visual learners to both be able to get that message. And with the wrinkled heart presentation, what I do is I show everyone a heart and I first clarify that everybody knows what bullying is. And then we go around and we talk about what people may have done or what people may have said to you or a peer that may have made you not feel so good. And so we'll we'll kind of wrinkle the heart every time someone gives us an example. And then after the heart's all wrinkled, we'll see how different it looked from when we first started. And then I'll go back around and we'll have everyone say things that were positive and things that made them feel better about themselves or they heard someone else say that may, maybe lift, lifted someone else up. So we'll go around and we'll unwrinkle that heart. And then we'll look back at our heart again. And even though it's unwrinkled, we'll be able to see that it looks a little bit different from when we first started when it was clean and wrinkleless. So it just really re um, it really just reevaluates how important it is to 
be kind and say nice things the first time around because words do hurt and it's important to just be that positive person for others the first time around. Absolutely. And going back to the mental health side of your platform, Liv, what is one of the things that is kind of more complicated to teach younger kids about mental health because they're so young? Is there anything that's been kind of a struggle of trying to get them to learn what you know mental health is about and why it matters? Yes, I definitely think that in school, we don't really talk about mental health. So the main thing is trying to educate our younger population on what mental health is, what it looks like, and just because in school we do a lot of stuff regarding like physical health. Like we have gym and we learn how to take care of our bodies in a physical type of space, but we don't really learn how to take care of ourselves and things that may be going on mentally in our heads. So I think it's just really um, showing, showing the students what mental health is, how to um, be there for their classmates and and students whenever they notice that things may be going a little different for them and noticing any signs that they're not acting like their normal selves and what to do when they're not acting like their normal selves and what to do if they might need help. And I also created a website called lifeisvaluableeveryday.org and it has all kinds of resources for both students, parents, and other adults that just want to educate themselves on what mental health is or where to go if they are in a mental health crisis. Awesome. That is so fantastic. So what are you doing to keep your mental health in check? For me, I have a really busy schedule. So one of the best things I like to do is just sit down and relax, turn on a good movie on Netflix, or if it's like bright and sunny outside, I like to just go out for a run. I actually was training for a marathon last year. I The funny thing about me is in sixth grade, I started running track and I did short distance from sixth grade all the way to ninth grade. I was a short distance runner for track and I did 100 relay, 200 relay, four by one, all things, all the speed races, because it wasn't that I didn't have a good endurance. It was just that I was super fast. So they wanted to put me in those fast races. So I never thought that I would be doing something long distance. So doing 26 miles was something that I never thought I would do. But one of my best friends actually runs track at UNC Pembroke. And he kind of like motivated me to start. And then once I started, it was just like a a freeing feeling that I get from running. So it's just really relaxing for me now. Awesome. I really appreciate that. And that's one of the things that like you really do have to take a step back from having that busy schedule because I absolutely understand having that busy schedule working. You know, I don't know if you're working or not, but I know you're in school and you're always like when we had hung out at the last pageant, you were you know going back to the hotel room to do your homework because that is important. And so making sure you're taking that time for yourself is also very important. And it's something that wasn't always talked about, you know, especially us growing up through school and going to college. Now it's this huge conversation. It's more respected to say, hey, I need to take time for myself and that's okay. And so that's something I'm really glad that you're, you know, going ahead and initiating that in children's lives, especially at such a young age, talking to these elementary school kids, it really is helpful for them to understand that it's okay to have me time. And that's the one thing I know I myself am learning. A lot of people around me and my group are learning is how to take that me time because it was never really there or nobody really wanted you to be by yourself all the time. Like, why aren't we hanging out as a group, especially in college? That was one of those things is everybody felt like they needed to be together 24 seven. 
whether it be hanging out, watching Netflix or just going out to eat together. But now it's that respective, like, okay, guys, I'll see you in six hours. Cause I'm going to go take my time and, you know, take a shower, take my walk, you know, go get a workout and whatever I need to do. So I'm really glad that you are also taking that time for yourself and really working on that. And you mentioned doing a marathon. What was that whole like mindset? How did you prepare to do something like that? So I had to do a lot of training beforehand. I definitely was not going to just go out there and just say, oh, let's go. Let's do this. So I, I spent about six to seven months preparing for it. I did all kinds of different runs from short runs to long runs, to tempo runs, which a tempo run is like you'll run for maybe like five minutes and then you'll do kind of like a cool down run and then you'll run again and then you do a cool down run. So it was a lot of different things that I did both in the weight room, both running. And it was just a great experience for me because I was able to stay disciplined and it really motivated me for something bigger and something that I'd never done before. And I was actually going to be doing this run with my best friend. So we were able to go through that experience together. So it was really fun. And I definitely recommend it. That's so awesome. So, you know, going to the real task at hand, you have nationals in just a few short weeks, like we had already mentioned. But I know Miss Crystal had the South Carolina, North Carolina girls do something a little different than any other state that they do. So they had a whole retreat weekend for you guys where you did some prep work and hung out with your sister queens. What was that whole thing like from your perspective? It was a lot of fun. Um, I don't to put it in one word, it would be just very easygoing and laid back. Even though we all came to work on ourselves and really prepare for nationals, we really became sisters, I felt like, that weekend. And we really created last lifelong bonds during that weekend. From We did karaoke the first night, and that was super fun. So our first night there, we just kind of hung out by the pool, we ate pizza, we did s'mores, we did karaoke, and it was just a really fun night. And then the next morning, we kind of got down to business, we did a service project, we wrote military cards for, for service men and women. And then we worked on our interviews, we did walking practice, and then we did photo shoots. So it was really fun. We were able to work on all things nationals. But at the same time, we were able to create really fun bonds and lasting bonds with both our directors and staff and all the girls that were there at retreat weekend. That's so exciting. And thinking towards nationals, what are you most excited for coming into the week in Little Rock? Oh, hands down. I'm looking forward to meeting all of the girls. There's 165 contestants this year. So there'll be a lot of people from all of the states and even some of the U.S. territories. So I'm super stoked to meet everyone from all these different places. And I know we've been connecting with each other online through social media. So finally being able to see each other in person and to hang out for a full week is one of the best things I'm looking forward to. Did you do any of the excursions? I've been hearing about these like hiking and rock mining. What Did you sign up for any of those? Yes. So one of the days, all of the contestants, both junior high, high and collegiate, we go on an excursion. There was three excursions that we could pick from. There was a zip lining slash rock mining excursion. 
There is one where we could hike up Pinnacle Mountain and go do yoga and spinning. And then the third excursion that we could choose from was a museum. And I actually chose the hiking excursion up Pinnacle Mountain and the yoga. So I'm really looking forward to that. I love hiking. I actually went to Peru over spring break and did a medical service trip. And there was a lot of hiking involved. So I'm I'm very excited to do hiking again. I I didn't really do hiking before I went to Peru, and after doing it, I fell in love with it. So I'm so excited to go hiking again and see some beautiful views and then just kind of relax and do some yoga afterwards. That's going to be so much fun. I know when Allie, the South Carolina High School America, had mentioned it, I had always seen the photos. If you are, you know, a in the pageant world, you're always looking at different pageant systems. And that was always the pictures that would pop up as these girls and like harnesses connected to a zip line. And I never understood why that was there. I was like, oh, maybe they won that as a trip. But hearing that's an actual thing that all the junior high school, high school and collegiate contestants can do is such an exciting experience that not any other patch I've ever heard of does. I know like from the America system back when they used to have the Duke of Edinburgh international award, one of the big things was doing a, like a camping retreat similar to that. But we went as an entire group on a camping trip and that like, like checked off that box for the award. But I was so excited to hear that they're doing that. Cause I was like, Especially when Allie was telling me about it. I was like, girl, this is going to be real funny. I cannot wait to see her like connect to this harness going with her little southern accent. It's going to be so funny. <laughs> it is. And it's just another – the Miss High School America organization does such a great job um, finding ways for all of us to really get to know each other and have that behind-the-scenes type of conversation and dialect. So they create, create a great space for all of us to really get to know us be- behind the – um, scenes behind the actual competition part of things. Yeah, it really helps, you know, kind of massage that competitiveness. I mean, of course, there's still going to be everyone has a little bit of competitiveness. Everybody wants to win, but they make it more of a sisterhood rather than just this, I'm going to show up and I'm here to beat all of you girls. It's not like that. And I've started to realize that more and more that I've, you know, dived deep into these conversations with you ladies, and especially talking to Miss Crystal about the system. It's just very different, and you don't really expect that. And I know a lot of people say it's cliche that it's a a sisterhood, and we all love hanging out with each other. But truly, I think this pageant does a really good job about making sure that that is the real reason behind it, and it's not this competitive, like, mean girl status. It's not that at all. So going into nationals, we've talked about the little fun things, but getting to that competition part, what would you describe your competition wardrobe in? You can say a sentence or a word. I would say very, in one word, I would say polished. Um, my wardrobe was crafted to fit me and and my personality. And so shout out to one of our state sponsors, Canary Designs. I absolutely love you guys. Thank you so much for creating my wardrobe. And I just can't wait for all of you guys to be able to see it and finally get on stage. Um, they created my both my fun fashion and my evening gown. So I'm so excited to show everyone in just a few weeks here. So not too long of a wait anymore. (laughs) So which competition or phase of competition is your favorite? Ooh, okay. I would definitely have to say interview because during interview, I always say, okay, so I always say that 
I would much rather someone like me for who I am mentally than who I am physically and what I look like on the outside. So when I go into interview, I always have this like warm and fuzzy feeling because I know that I'm finally going to be able to one, meet the judges and show them why I'm even standing in front of them that day and show them all things Kelsey and what I'm passionate about and what, why, what thing, the things I want to advocate for. So definitely interview, but I would have to say fun fashion comes in very close to first because whenever that music comes on, it's just so mellifluous and you just get this very, very like fun vibe that just comes over you. You get to like show your personality with your wardrobe. You get to just do a very fun walk. And so I just, I love fun fashion also. Okay. So going back to national or back to your state pageant really fast, this kind of popped in my head because we were talking about meeting the judges. How did you feel walking into the interview room and seeing Sydney Dion sitting there in the interview? I know I've talked to a few other girls that did the pageant and it, it gave them a shocking feeling of like, oh my goodness, like I have to interview in front of her. So what was your feelings of so when I walked in an inter- into an interview and I saw Sydney, I was like, first I was like, wait, am I seeing things correctly? Is this Sydney, the Sydney Dion, like in the interview room right now? I was like, okay, no way, there's no way. And then she started speaking. I was like, this is Sydney. This is the Sydney Dion. And so I was so stoked. I was doing a happy dance in my head, but I was trying to like keep my composure and stay like focused. Like, okay, Kelsey, you're in interview. Don't do jumping jacks. So it was it was just really cool and I was so honored to have her as one of our judges and to be able to speak with her and the rest of the panel so I was it was it was it was kind of stressful at first knowing that she was interviewing me but it was just really cool to be able to meet her and say she was one of my judges was she a tough interviewer I haven't asked anybody about that whole interview I actually I wouldn't say she was a tough interviewer I would say all of them all of them were very nice. They 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 just wanted to get to know you. I don't I'm not sure what happened in other interviews, but I could tell they just want to get to know you. It wasn't like she was asking me like crazy off the wall questions. It was just trying to get to know who I am. That's the best type of judges too. And the ones that smile. I one of my like top pet peeves, because like I am over, I'm a co-director of a national pageant system, and I always say, like, when they go into interview, smile. These girls are excited to talk to you. Don't give them this stern, I hate my life look. Like, don't do that because it's just so, it's so hurtful. And it really does kind of like beat people's confidence because I know you don't want them to be able to, you know, read all of your emotions, but at least give them one of them of a smile or just like, you know, it can be closed mouth and be full teeth, but have a laugh. Just, you know, make it more of like a light, like a light room it should be that heavy like dense feeling of like oh I don't know how I did I think that was the worst interview I've ever had you always want to give it like a like a like a light airy feeling of oh well I think I did good (laughs) and I definitely think the tone the judges set in the interview room really can affect your interview and I would have to say the the judges for the South Carolina North Carolina High School America pageant what they they all smile they all were pleasant and they just made you feel good while you're in in the interview room that's the best part of it and you know like I said you are correct there with that whole tone that really does set it I had done an interview a few months back and I remember walking into the room and I immediately knew this is going to be the worst interview I've ever had I it's just you feel it but like you feel it they're like they're not engaged they're not listening and that's the one big thing that 
people have to understand is you need to be an active listener. You can't just, you, I can hear you, but if I'm not actually listening to you, what, what is going to get done here? There is nothing that we can, you know, come to terms on because we're not actually listening to each other. And so that's really important, you know, that tone of that interview room. So I really hope going into nationals that the same way with those judges, they're happy to see you. They're really, they just want to get to know you and why you deserve the title. So now you know what my next question is going to be. Why do you think you would make a great next Miss Collegiate America? I think I would be a great Miss Collegiate America because I am extremely passionate and dedicated with everything that I do. And I think in order to provide good work, you need to be passionate about what you're doing. And I truly am. I truly am passionate about both spreading the brave message and and talking to students and even parents and adults about bullying because it really does carry over from the school system into the workplace. And I also am very passionate about about educating others on mental health and continue to pro- promote my personal platform, Live. And so I would definitely say my passion is one of the main reasons why I would be a outstanding Miss Collegiate America. I I'm here for it, girl. I'm here for it. <laughs> but I love asking that type of question too, because that's one of those things I know in my mock interview, that's the number one question I want to hear is, why you? Why is this your time? Why is this your crowning moment? Like, why do you deserve this? And so, you know, like you said, showing them how passionate you are and explaining, you know, I, you are going to talk to, you know, 160 other girls at this pageant, but I want you to remember me because of this. And so I think that's something that everyone listening to this podcast has to remember is what is that one thing that nobody else has that you do? And it's like, it's not a story, but it's more of your why. Why do you want to do this? Why are you a part of this? And the big thing that people have to remember is, like I said, about that story, it's they're not looking for the person that has had this, you know, extreme trauma. We're so sorry that has seriously happened, but what did you learn from it? How are you becoming not a victim? You are now a survivor. How are you that flip side of it? And so I'm really excited, you know, going for you, going into this pageant, you know, what are they going to see that, you know, makes you different than everyone else? And I think that the South Carolina, North Carolina directors are really helpful with, you know, instilling those kind of values with you guys is, you know, making you your own individual and you have your own platform initiative along with Brave. And that is so helpful that you have your own thing that you can, you know, align with brave. And that's exactly what, you know, high school America is looking for. They're looking for that well-rounded girl that just, you know, is herself. And so I'm really excited for you going into that. And, you know, we've come to that point in the podcast where I like to ask everyone the same final question. Are you ready? Awesome. In what way has pageants positively impacted you? Pageantry has given me a platform that's bigger than myself to really be able to talk about those hard conversations and those things that I really wanted to talk about before, but maybe quite didn't know how to get started or how to get in those rooms. So pageantry really gave me that bigger microphone that I was really looking for. I've been able to speak to hundreds of students and even parents. I've been to award ceremonies. I've been to all kinds of different functions in my community, really spreading the brave message and my personal platform talking about mental health. And it's just something that I never thought that I'd be able to do in a million years. So I am so glad that I have gotten to be a part of 
the Miss High School America system, and I'm so grateful to be a part of the South Carolina and North Carolina pageant. We have the best directors, Crystal Vick, Candy Stokes, Marler Askew, we have Marley and um, Carson. I'm so grateful for all of you guys, and yeah. <laughs> That is so awesome. And definitely they really do put on a bang up production. And if you haven't checked out North Carolina, South Carolina, High School America, definitely look them up on Instagram. And if you are in North Carolina or South Carolina and interested in doing this pageant, definitely reach out to them on Instagram or Facebook or even shoot them an email because they will definitely get back to you. And they just released that they are having their pageant um, in January. Do you know the date? I think it's January 15th. Yeah, it's January 13th to the 15th. And we'll be in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Awesome. Well, you know, guys, you never know what happens in the future. So I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys.